You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hello out there. This is Cammie White, and you're listening to Rushdown Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rushdown Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm the Jokers. <laughs> God, I can't think of nothing funny. I'm Michael. <laughs> You're Michael today? Yeah, I'm Michael today. No I'm Joker or whatever? I was going to be Joker's like crowbar he used to kill Jason Todd, but that just seemed a little dark. <laughs> that's how you feel today, huh? <laughs> Look, that's, bl- that's, that's what we're swinging with Blame today? Titans, which you should watch on, on HBO Max. Ah, wrong show. <laughs> what, Titans? Take that to Hollywood. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) This is is gaming, (laughs) sir. He said take that to Hollywood. Okay. (laughs) Take that over there. Take that trash over to that other show. This is not about Hollywood. (laughs) This is about another broken industry. Oof. (laughs) Yikes. Not another busted industry. I mean, you're right, though. All right. Thank you. Shout out to Matt. <laughs> now then. Now then. What are you playing, Michael? Um, Let's see. I am playing Undisclosed Video Game right now. Ah, I... yes. That's right. You, you have a review on the way. Yes. It should be coming out around September's second week. Yeah. Because I think the embargo is up on the 9th. So, unfortunately, it's not the other game. You're probably thinking it comes on the 9th, too. So, Wait, so. what else comes out on the 9th? Uh, Tales. Rise. Oh, I wish. Man. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, sorry. No, it's not that game. I wish I would get a recode for that. We're just not big enough for that type of like coverage. Which, which means if you would like for us right? to cover those games. Yeah, Nanko Bandai. Wink, wink, hint, hint. I mean, I know we're not IGN or GameSpot, but hey, you know. Man, give us a call. And, and to you guys, you know, boost us up a little bit. Yes. You know, shameless plugging. Super shameless. I have no qualms about it. But see, yeah, I'm playing Undisclosed Game, which is pretty fun for the most part. Um, also playing... Oh, I just beat Tales of Destiny DC. That was fun and also inf- infuriating. I forgot those old Tales games have like a billion puzzles. The last dungeon took me 10 hours to do. Oh. Yeah. 10 hours. Man, that's, that's quite a bit of content there. Because every dungeon had a sub-dungeon in the last dungeon. So you had to do certain things to open up certain doors to get to a certain part to get to the final door. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, it was something. I'm getting angry thinking about it. Nope, not going to do that. The game was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yep. Fun times. Not going to let that part upset me. It's, just, it's the equivalent of that rap part in, um, in Persona 5. You know what? Okay. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about before Royal Edition. I'm talking about the original when it came out. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I know which one you're talking about. Because that was... It just felt like it never ended. Yep. That's that's literally how that part in Tales of Destiny DC felt. That last dungeon just went on and on. It was like puzzle after puzzle after puzzle after puzzle after puzzle. Ugh. But yeah, love that game. Still, that part was a blight. It's okay, man. We, um, we can criticize the things we love. We have to. It's important. It keeps you grounded and not like have like, you know, fan vision where everything's perfect and amazing and nothing's wrong with it. I mean, some of my favorite games in the world have parts I hate. Yeah, fair enough. 
But yeah, that's pretty much what I'm playing. Oh, I'm still playing Pokemon Unite because I'm just trash. You are. I am. I, I've accepted that, you know, sometimes I give in to the machine. I gave in to the Pokemon machine. Which is weird. That's usually where I am, but I well, mean, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. What are you playing? Speaking of Pokemon Unite, I gave it a try. <laughs> um, not doing that again. It's when, a team-based... When I know I don't like a game, I'm going to stick to my guns because... This didn't change my mind at all. I want you to at least experience it. I know I'm, I'm pretty sure you weren't gonna like it as a team based game, but I want you to at least know how it feels to play it at least. It feels bad. You like the actual gameplay? Either? No, I oh. don't like. There is nothing I like about oh, this wow. game. I like, I like the gameplay. It's fun. Like you know, using your little attacks and stuff, and then you getting your levels up, and then you you you, you, you um evolve. And I'm alright, man. This this game has nothing for. And you know what? That's fine. This game has nothing for me. But that's fine, okay. I'm I'm willing to live with that. <laughs> I mean, it's a free to play game. It's not like it's like that's a another thing. Game. Like, yeah, I not, didn't pay anything for it. Yeah, you didn't really do nothing but like lose a little time. Imagine paying for that. <laughs> I think if I had to pay for, it, I probably wouldn't play it. Yep, I probably wouldn't. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. Now, free to play, eh, you know, sitting you know sitting around, got a little time to kill. You want to like play a match or something? It's kind of fun. All right. So other than that. Uh, you may have seen it on Facebook, but I've also been playing Halo. Yes, yeah, that's, that's not surprising. It's just like a game you wouldn't think you would be playing, really. I mean, it's on Game Pass, so I said, eh, why not? Yeah, true. You know, often I'm on Game Pass, and I'm just, eh, why not? I mean, it's plenty of stuff there to play. It they really keep, is. They keep adding stuff every like couple of months too. So, so I just, eh, why not? But uh, this last one, don't laugh. Rune Factory Four. What the newest one? No. That's five. That's it's not out oh. yet. Oh, Room Factory Four is a game I've been playing. That's the one. Uh, what's it called? What's the um? That's the 3DS port. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I think I played four. I want to say I played four. I think I did. I played one of them. I I am playing this a lot more than I expected to. I mean, the RPG aspects are pretty good. And if you like farming, it's fun. That's the thing, right? Story time. <laughs> I would have never played this game. This game wouldn't have even trans come to me on my radar had it not been for one of my friends on Discord. I'm sure he's gonna listen to this because he's he's a new listener. Shoutouts to 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 Vern. That's Woo! his name. Um, you know how evangelical I get about games like Hades and Hollow Knight. Yes, this is his game. Oh, it's this his is game. his game. This is his domain. This is where he lives. Got it. Okay. I actually just learned moments ago. He put like a hundred hours into the 3ds one wow. and 65 more into the Switch one. And I'm like, you know what? You love this game. But prior to this, every single chance, he was like. Have you given Room Factory 4 a chance? You play Room Factory 4? Did you play Room Factory 4? <laughs> Did you play Room Factory 4? And I, it got to me to such a point where I was like, you know what? If, if Fine. Fine. If I can find a physical copy at a decent price, I'll buy it. Buy it digitally. I don't want to buy it digitally. I want if I hate it. So then he was like, if you hate it, I'll, I'll make you some artwork of anything you want for free. Oh, so I went ahead, I took the plunge, and I have been playing this a lot ever since. Oh, this one? Okay. I didn't play this one. I played the one thing. I played probably three. It's like it's like an Animal Crossing game with not that much commitment and conflict. <laughs> not conflict. Like, Animal Crossing needs conflict. 
And I don't mean hating Tom Nook. Look, I just got through with a nightmare horse on this game. I can go from farming my turnips and potatoes and talking to a, a stupid dragon person and a talking box that tells me what to do so I can become a better prince. I'm actually playing as a princess because I know there's a marriage aspect to this. And I and I, just looking at the girls, I'm not a fan of any of them. <laughs> not a fan. None of them. But they won't let you be gay in this game. So, ah. I can't, you know, I'll take the girl. Why not? I, I, whatever. But, well, okay. Personality-wise, I mean, there's one. But uh, anyway, losing the point. Of all the mundane things you can do in there, it feels good to do them because it always feels like you're going towards a goal. Uh-huh. It's like every time I fish, I get better at it. Every time I'm doing planning and stuff, I'm getting better at it. You can even get better at walking. How do you get better at walking? By walking. <laughs> I mean, logically, yes. If you do a thing a lot, you usually get better That's at That's basically the, thing. the premise here. Okay. The last one I played was Tides of Destiny on PS3, which wasn't a bad game. I just wasn't feeling like I wanted to farm too. The farming actually isn't a very... It's like a thing I do for like a few moments. That's another thing. This isn't like real time. That was mm. probably something I didn't like much about Animal Crossing. That It was tied to real time. Yeah. This one, you're in and out of a day at 24 minutes. That That's fine. I'm okay. cool with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm liking this game. I like it a lot. A lot more than I thought I would. So... How's the combat? It's simple and exploitable. Mm, okay. Remember how I said that you get you know skill points for every time you do something uh-huh so there are times where you can just infinitely loop attacks if you pin an enemy up against the wall because they don't die until they fall oh, okay so you can just keep hitting them and, and you me. get points for it oh wow that's very exploitable. that's stupid that's very but you're damn right i'm gonna do it of course that's I, like evil level game that it it is <laughs> Now, it boosts up your skill, not your levels. That's, that's like a different thing entirely. Mm-hmm. But still, there's it's such an exploitable game. It, it just doesn't get... It's like, experiment. Do what you want. That's sometimes fun. It is. And in this case, it's fun because, I mean, there's no PvP um, thing to it. So, who cares how I play this game? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm having fun. I I genuinely did not expect to, so... That's good. Not even fun when you like learn about a new game type or a game that you wouldn't expect to like and you ended up loving it. It is. It's nice. It's uh, it's like all I needed to enjoy like one of those soft ass um, life sim games (laughs) was like a little bit of conflict and not that many time constraints. Yeah, time constraints are not always a great mechanic in games. I'm over here having festivals with these people. It's all nice and cozy. This is a cozy game. That's why people like those games. Not and you know what? That's probably what I needed from all the other aggressive games I play. Yeah, where I want problems always. <laughs> That's how it is, man. I don't wanna always have to knock people out with spaghetti. <laughs> I don't wanna have to do that. I don't wanna have to keep on fighting for the sake of the world. Sometimes I just wanna check on my potatoes and sell it so I can get good money. So are you saying that you're gonna be into the series now? I am you know what? This is making me look a little bit forward to five. So I will probably get five looks good actually too. It does. It does look good. It looks way better than this. That's the one thing I don't like about this game that much is that this game looks like shit. <laughs> um But the three DS title, of course. It, not. I, 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 it is. And you know what? It it's not okay, I shouldn't say it looks like shit. But <laughs> it doesn't look great, but that doesn't matter. I've played worse looking games for longer periods of time. That's good. See? 
So that's like my only gripe with it so far. Otherwise, I think this game is great. And this is one time I'm willing to admit that someone was right. Because I thought I'd hate it. But hey, $30 well spent. Look at you evolving and stuff. That's great. Good story. (laughs) All right. So with all those good feels out of the way, let's go ahead and just punch it all down. Ah, yeah. Just knock it all out. Yep. Time to what about when we talk about the games industry? Woo. I mean, it's, it's not all ter. Is it all terrible? I don't know. A lot of this stuff's eh, pretty bad. Eh, I mean, we can positively spend a couple of these. How? So, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> so, let's start with Blue Box Game Studios and this whole abandoned nonsense. Oh, God. This is so stupid. So, for those who have not kept up with the legacy of Blue Box Studios, <laughs> they're a company that doesn't seem to know how to release a game that they announce. Keep that in mind as we continue on with the story. Yes. Ugh. So it was rumored that Blue Box was working with Kojima on mm. a new game. Yep. I remember the fanfare. Um, long story short, the way they phrased it made it sound like they were working on a new Silent Hill. God. And fans erupted. Even I had to temper my expectations. Be like, <laughs> I need, I need, I need some kind of like confirmation. Because this is Konami. Yep. For all I know, they're about to put out a Silent Hill pachinko machine. Yuck. So I had to calm down and wait. And a I'm glad. Silent Hill because, pachinko machine? Oh, this, I? I mean, one of those exists already. I so. know, but just the idea. Mm-hmm. Isn't it Metal Gear Solid one, too? Mm-hmm. And the Castlevania one. Oh, that's gross. Remember that old cutscene? Yeah. And it was for that pachinko garbage? Ugh. But anywho. They had to go out and say, hey, uh, we, we are actually not associated with Silent Hill in any way. <laughs> so they kind of had to do one of those. And so then everybody was like, well, what is this game about? And then, you know, they give you little teasers, little, little breadcrumbs and say <laughs> how they're going to have a little announcement. <sighs> and they put the trailer out. And all the trailer is, is somebody walking on the floor for like a second or two. I don't know if you saw that abandoned trailer. I did not. There was more text about how the game was supposed to look and run than there was gameplay. As you'd imagine, everybody was upset. Yeah. So upset that Blue Box had to say, hey, um, we'll give this game out for free. Except they couldn't do that in Germany. I, I don't know why. I, I forget the reasoning. That's weird. But then they were like, we'll just make it a PS Plus title so Germans don't have to pay for it because it's not fair. Whatever. Uh-huh. So somewhere along the line, they were called some scammers. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And apparently, the head of Blue Box was so upset by this that they he was talking about how the team was depressed how they couldn't sleep. How could they call us scammers because it's not like we pocketed the money. All this stuff. Mind you, they had a successful Kickstarter of nothing that came out of it. Um, There was another game they were trying to put out that just didn't make it out. I think it just got canceled or something. Whatever. Point is, they're not great at releasing games. And now he's, he's out here fighting for his life, trying to make us all believe that they're not scammers. And they want us to keep looking forward to Abandoned, despite the fact that all we have to look forward to is a person walking on the floor. (laughs) That's enough to get you satiated to want to buy this game, or play it at least. I do not care about a man in his dirty jeans 
walking in this echoey ass room to a game called Abandoned. <laughs> Abandoned. That's a good title. Yeah. It sure will be funny when they abandon this title. I'm sure it's a, it's an inside joke. Uh, hey, <laughs> read read between the lines. <laughs> I saw this all over Twitter about this. Especially they say a new Silent not a new Silent Hill game coming out. That's not true. I knew better for that. Especially especially with Kojima. Kojima after what he did that man. Come on now, Kojima would never work with Konami again. He has his own company now. Why would he ever go back? Kojima has way too much clout for way Konami. too much clout. Like, that is like the man. Like I don't know how y'all fell for that bait. That was dumb. But you did, and now look at what's happening. They they're being called scammers, Michael. I love when people get called scammers because that's what stuff. I mean, to be honest, this game industry has become very scammy lately. Anyway, so it's an app title, honestly. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I just feel like people wouldn't call you a scammer if y'all weren't scamming. That's literally how that works. <laughs> that's, like, literally, that's literally how that whole chain of events. Y'all works. keep on talking about how you're gonna release games. Do you do stuff like this? You let the whole internet believe that y'all was gonna release Silent Hill until things got too hot. Oh God, they want the publicity. They want the PR. Well, they got it. They want the engagement. You know? Oh, they got it. They want the clicks. I was not really privy to who Blue Box was before this, but oh, I know who they are now. Exactly. So now they're infamous. People don't care how they get popular or famous these days. They just want to get the. They just want it. They do it by any means necessary. If that even means doing something negative, that's pretty shitty. It is. That's that's kind of trash. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't, but that's just how our culture has like been driven. Now it's all about engagement and viralness, and you know, comments and you know, follows and stuff. So people will get that however way they can get it, even if it comes from outrage. All right. Um, you got a point. I mean, we could look towards other people. Yes. Like Soldier Boy. Oh, you didn't think I was going to sneak this in there, did you? Uh, <laughs> I have zero to say about this. Take it away. Oh, I'll, pe- I'll keep it brief for your sake. Uh, basically, we were going to talk about how Soldier Boy apparently is just beefing with Atari because, of course, as we know, any publicity is good publicity. So, uh,. Talk about those game industry scammers and you, you, Michael, really has nothing to do with this. All right, Michael, no more Soldier Boy. Good. He don't get no airtime from me. <laughs> None. <laughs> Next case. <laughs> I put him to bed last year. We are not talking about that. Man. I'm not talking about that man at all. I'm sorry, Michael. It's fine. You did for shits and giggles. That's all you care about. Yeah. I'm just over it. All right, man. He's gone now. All right. What do we got going on next? Speaking of things that are gone, uh, let's talk about how Nintendo did Scorched Earth on ROM Universe. Them and this whole ROM situation has been just uh, sad. Yeah. It's like, why are y'all so pressed about stuff? Y'all can make, y'all can easily fix this by just allowing yourselves to sell the roms back you have all the roms you can have a whole they can make so much money but you know that's another tangent no go for it man this is this is all related i know it's like they hate rom sites because they're gonna get any profits off of them sharing these roms with the general public for free i got that those belong to y'all i get it intellectual property ownership trademark blah 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 
did, why don't you do something with this stuff? People are like, they're not obligated to sell this stuff back. Then what do you expect people to do who want to play this stuff? You expect them to just be like, oh, well, I guess I can't play the game anymore. It's not available. Puh, no, that's not how things work. If you make something inaccessible, people will find ways to make it accessible. That's just the way lots of business nature in itself. Yep. And so this gentleman did, Mr. Matthew Storman. He decided he was going to make ROM Universe. But see, his site was different because you paid a premium for these ROMs. Oh, I've been on stuff like that before. Yeah. Um, he charged $30 a year to access this site. That's actually kind of cheap. It is. So I remember what site was I on? I forgot the name of it. It was one that had like all the like uh, Dreamcast stuff. It was one of the very few sites that had like every Dreamcast game that ever got made. And I was end up, oh, it was, I know what it was. They allowed you to do one download per day, but if you got the premium, you could get unlimited downloads. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to the unlimited one because I wanted to get a whole bunch of games. Oh, I remember sites like that because uh, um, it took me a long time to get like a PSP library going. Oh, yes, because they was like, they downloads were like, they were like um, throttled and stuff. So you couldn't like download stuff at high speeds. Mm-hmm. So if you have to actually pay for the premium once you actually download stuff faster, which I definitely had no problem doing. But um, yeah. He made approximately $36,000 doing this. Wow. Yeah. Just off this site alone? Off this site alone. I'm sure it didn't cost him nothing, probably pennies to keep the site up. Who knows? Um, what I, we do know about him is that he was unemployed during this whole time. Oh, wow. So he was on, like, government benefits and stuff. Ah, okay. This is so, a good, good side hustle. So, of course, Nintendo had to squash this. Yeah, they were like, nuh And no? in the settlement, they got, well, I, I don't want to say settlement because they did go to court. Uh, Matthew even went so far as to represent himself, and he lost to the Nintendo Ninjas, having to pay a whopping $2.1 million judgment. Ooh, he had to pay them? Yes. Oh, God. Now, that sounds like a lot, but what it really turned into is that I think he had to pay like 50 bucks a month or something like that. I think it was like, it's like, yeah, 50 bucks a month. To Nintendo? Yes. Oh, that's garbage. That's so trash. Ugh, I hate Nintendo sometimes. They make weird decisions. Now, here's the other thing, though. Mm-hmm. He wasn't paying them. <laughs> I mean, he's unemployed. I mean, yeah, basically. If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Yeah, he even tried the motion to make it so he didn't have to pay the money, but I guess that just didn't work out. Well, I guess because they found out he had that income coming in from the site, they figured he at least had that. Now, according to what happens next, Nintendo then filed for a permanent injunction, making it so ROM Universe could never operate ever again. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he was ordered to destroy all his ROMs, Never distribute anything that was illegally obtained by Nintendo. Uh-huh. And if he didn't, well, you know how those things go. Yep. Nintendo was really just destroying this man. Now, mind you, he should have been paying his 50 a month, but... <laughs> I mean, what was he going to do? That's... that's Wow. So it's like the second, like, really major takedown of a ROM site, it seems like, from Nintendo? Because wasn't the first one Emu Paradise... It, they've done this to a few sites. Oh, they have? Oh, wow. Now, mind you, he does make a point. So he said he shouldn't have had to pay $2.1 million on the grounds that Nintendo didn't actually suffer any financial damages, which, let's be honest, do they ever? Never. Really? They never suffer any damages. Even Okay. So most people who emulate games, right, 
you're emulating the older games. The stuff that's on the Super Nintendo, on the N64. Dead consoles that Nintendo refuses to revive in any yep. capacity. Even if you were to believe that everybody was just getting like Super Mario World and it's and that's super available on all consoles, how much damage do you think it's done to Nintendo? It's a good question. And even then, more studies than not show that people who pirate games go on to buy them. Yeah. Fun fact, I'm a case of that. <laughs> Me too. Um, Cuphead is the most recent example I could think of. I didn't know if I was going to like Cuphead, so I downloaded it, and I played the first two levels of it, and then I deleted it and proceeded to buy it. Good job. I bought it. I, like, I think I own it on every console right now. I love Cuphead. Cuphead's great. Play Cuphead. But it's not for, like, you I know, don't regular care. people. Play Cuphead. But it's hard. They can practice. Play Cuphead. Practice? <laughs> yes. There is an easy mode made for people to practice bosses. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can go on easy mode. Now, the thing is, if you play on easy mode, you won't progress. This is literally just for practice. Okay. But if you're going into practice, doesn't it only... Isn't the easy mode an easier version of the mode you're actually going to play later? It's not so easy that you can't take what you know to that. Like, I think all they do is, like, I don't know if they take out an entire phase, but they give you the gist. Okay. So you're not going in completely blind. I guess that helps, but, I mean, if you're playing an easier version of the level, then you're going to still have to struggle if you get into a harder one. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying play Cuphead. (laughs) Okay. All right for your shameless plug. (laughs) This is a new plug. But yeah, Nintendo completely just destroyed these people. Well, this man. And I guess he's an example of what happens if you don't pay. Because Nintendo said they were getting their money. $50 a month. That's actually not the worst. That's so petty, though. It is. It's it's literally pains to them. You know, it really is. That's like a game a month. Yeah, like that's so petty. Like, y'all make that in like an hour. You know, it's all because to send a message. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that whole like... We're not going to let you play these games. And it's like, it's, I think it's more so control, I think it is, than anything else. I don't think it's even about the money. I think it's just control because it's like, well, we're making sure you can't play these games for our own reasons. And we're making sure that regardless. Like, what do you all lose if I go and play Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland? Everything. Isn't that on um, the... On, Game Boy Advance? Yeah. No, no, isn't that on the... No, on Game Boy Advance. Okay. I'll think about the one that's on um Super Nintendo. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's one I'll play. If if I have a way to play it that doesn't make me have to go through the download process, I'll play it. Yeah. I'll pay for it. I'm exclusively... Most people would. I'm exclusively paying for Nintendo Online just to play what's, what's there. Which I could say has a pretty good collection. It does. That's but it, it, but let's gyms. let's be honest. In the grand scope of what they've released, it's still nothing. Yeah, it's like a drop in the water compared the to the one there. thing I've always wanted from them is a GBA one. Yeah, give that'd me be the good. Game oh, Boy that'd be so good. If, give me that in Warrior Land Four. Give me that. But because they're not. I don't understand why they wouldn't though. There's so many ways to do this. And just, it's not like it's hard. It's, it's not. It's not like it's, it's not. It's gonna cost you so much money. Dumping ROMs into that online service is very easy. <sighs> they just don't want to. They don't want to be happy. Them. No, they don't. They could do subscription service. They can make you just pay for them individually. And people would. Yeah, people would. The the drooling masses would absolutely do this. Yep, they I would. Have, they have so many people who are like Nintendo zealots. 
who would just eat all that up. Yeah, they are walking money to Nintendo, <laughs> and Nintendo's like, yeah, have, have an OLED screen, <laughs> have an OLED screen. Yikes! <sighs> all right, let's move on okay. to something that's more near and dear to you. Me. Yes. Uh-oh. Tales of Arise. Oh, you see, this is a loaded one. <laughs> and censorship. Oh. Want to elaborate more on that, Michael? Sure. So there was a rumor going around, of course, through Reddit, from some Reddit. I'm not going to even, like, respond. I'm not going to even, like, put who it was, because it doesn't even matter now, that there's going to be heavy censorship in the PS4, PlayStation 5 version of Tales of Arise. But don't worry. The PC version and the Xbox are going to be just fine. That's what the rumor said. And people took that and ran with it. It's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't get the PS4 version. Oh, PS5 is going to suck. Oh, Sony's just really making me want to give it Xbox now. Blah, blah, blah. And it just was all over there and all over the like the JRPG community and the, you know, the Japanese you know, gaming community and whatnot. You know, all the weaves were talking about this. It annoyed the crap out of me. Now, for people who are not privy to Sony's censorship, quote unquote, they're censoring stuff that's like little girls being naked and stuff, or having their boobs out, or crotch shots, or panty shots, stuff like they like. You know what? We don't want that in the game. Or little like girl characters look like little girls. They're trying to make sure we don't overly sexualize them. I think that's fine. Now, of course, there are some that could argue that the sexualization censorship does go a little far. When it comes to other games, like there's some games they censor blood out of. There's some games they censor grown women out of, and stuff like that. But that's a that's a smaller case than what the bigger cases are. Yeah, very small. What was that game with Mega Labyrinth? Was that the game with mm-hmm. the? Oh yeah, that's one of the biggest like because people like fan service is a part of the game's core. So I want that in the game. A lot of people cite Senran Kagura. Ah, yes. But here is the thing, right? <laughs> They're not of age. Nope. Those are kids. <laughs> I don't care how big their titties are drawn. <laughs> They're kids. Yeah. And now that other game coming out, too. The Senran Kagura versus um, Neptunia game. But you're like, oh, it's going to be censored to hell on the Sony. Blah, blah, blah. I want my fan service. I want my little girl titties on my screen. And it's just like, ugh. That's why as much as I like how those games play, it's becoming increasingly hard to play them. Yeah. To the point where I just don't. <laughs> I would love to play a Sarah Kyger game, but the whole core of the mechanic is nude girl titties. Yeah. And they're not 18. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Uh, and if they I are, they're probably like, they're like child code. They're like little girls, like little tiny young girls. And of course, here comes that girl. It's not real. Oh, it's yeah. all graphics. Yeah. It's so much about cartoons and stuff that's not real. Yeah, you're beating off the stuff that's not real. So where are we going to go from here? Like, where are we at now? Where are the impasse? Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I don't care that your lolly is like 8,000 years old <laughs> and is an elder entity of the greater universe. I do not care. She looks like she belongs in school. Yes. She looks like she likes Barbie dolls. Ain't no funny part is when they have those characters in those shows and games, they tend to be in school. 
when they have to like do regular life like oh well you know i'm gonna go to school now they don't go to college or something they go to regular school with the rest of the characters man <laughs> i am immediately thinking of this anime kobayashi's dragon maid ah uh, yes one of my favorite characters kana is sexualized to hell and back <laughs> even though i don't care I don't, she's old as shit sure and a dragon she's a little ass girl and it's fucking creepy yeah i is ugh. yeah yeah so one of the i think it's one of the reps from actual namco bandai came out and said yeah every version is gonna be the same there's no censorship on the ps5 version calm down <laughs> y'all can get whatever you want oh my titties are safe <laughs> my titties are safe Thank you, Namco. One thing I do like the fact for Tales of Rise is that the character people are sexualizing the most is the old woman character. That's I'm surprised actually. The old woman character, uh, Kasara, the um, the maiden, the uh, steel, the um, shield maiden. How old is she? I think she's like in her. I want to say like late twenties or early thirties. I mean, she is kind of thick. Dude, people talk about her ass for like the last couple of few weeks. I mean, that's great. I haven't noticed. You know who I'm here for. I know who you're here for, and that's great too. He's a grown adult. <laughs> And he's just he's just so beautiful. Like I like the fact that this game people are starting to actually sexualize characters who are okay to be sexualized. They're adult characters. That's fine. I'm okay with that. God, he's beautiful. Like I'm o- I'm okay with fan service. I'm just not okay with fan service for children. That's creepy. I'm not here for that. I wonder if I, he gets a swimsuit, man. Or you said like what? Go- I want to. S- oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Like you, I'm like, what are you talking about? Look, I just want to see him in a swimsuit. I bet he looks great. Do you see the um, trailer? Not, yeah, but I mean, like, like in everyday stuff, man. Oh, uh, well, you got I me. Mean, if you get the pack, you'll have it. I have to get it then. Yeah, just buy the um the swimsuit. I have to objectify him. That's fine. I'm okay with all of that. Not okay with them objectifying Ringwell. Ringwell is underage. <laughs> Leave that little girl alone. <laughs> I, she ain't even on my radar. <laughs> I, honestly, none of them are except him. Just I mean, I'm I'm him. very partial to Alfin, so. You got it, <laughs> I, but him. I'm partial to him and um the prince guy, Mister Lord himself. And he's a brat. Yeah, he's a whole brat, but he's sophisticated. He uh, look, yes, <laughs> but he's a brat. I mean, he's and that's that's a he's poshed. Whatever, <laughs> he's a brat. But the fact that they have to even come out and publicly say the game is not censored is just tells you what the state of gaming is right now. That that's a huge point of contention right now. You know what? Tales of Arise has really been going through some petty stuff. Very first, petty. First, it's the no uh, multiplayer thing that people oh got mad about. Oh, my God. They still talk about that to this and day. Now it, y'all weren't going to play multiplayer. And now it's... <laughs> they almost took away my titties. Yeah, they were so pressed about yeah. that. Like, come on! If you is that the re- like, fan service is not a huge part of the tale series. I'm very sorry. There have been times when it is a little bit like Velvet. That was fan service. Yeah, but that's not something that's common to the series. I even go so far as to say Maggie Lou too was really Maggie Lou. Her her skirt was a bunch of books. Oh, yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> like her skirt was like three or four books. It was supposed to be quirky and different. Yeah, except we're dealing with weebs. That's true, too. Weebs, no matter what medium, will be weebs. Exactly. And even then, people aren't even focused on that stuff. Most of the stuff I've seen of Magalu that is degenerate, (laughs) yeah, I've seen the the peeking under the the book skirt and stuff like that, but they really like her armpits. I didn't know that was a thing. And you know what? 
more power to you. I didn't know that was a she thing. Grown. That's fine. She grown. That's a grown woman. If y'all want to sexualize a grown woman, that's fine. That's better than sexualizing children. That's gross. But y'all keep that over there though, because that's, <sighs> that's weird. The fact that that's such a huge part of the anime Japanese media community as a whole is still doesn't feel right. It, because it isn't right. It doesn't feel good either. It's like, ugh. Because I think about, because I think about the anime community too, and when I go to anime conventions, it's like, ooh, that's a pillow. Mm-hmm. That's a body pillow. Of a not of age girl. Like that girl, like she's 10 years old. Ugh. Ew. It makes you feel icky. Very icky. And, and on that note, let's, let's just move on to something else. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> let's not keep on this. Ugh. It's icky. But I tell when Ross would come out, though. Shameless plug. Please do. <laughs> and even if you're skeptical, there's a demo out. Yeah, get, get ooh, that Play demo's the, so good. It is. It is. I'm playing <sighs> it. I'm playing it day one. Yeah. It's it's happening. Uh, my September's already set. My <sighs> September is busy, and I'm making time for this because it, <laughs> it deserves it. What we got next? What All right, it? so now we got, like, the heavy, heavy stuff. Okay. So let's start with uh, Congress. And how they're continuing to lobby against loot boxes. Yes, finally, the government doing something to actually do something about this. Now, personally, I think this particular move is a little weak, but I'll take it over nothing. So the UK has filed some legislature that has regulated loot boxes. Good job. Good job on the UK. The US Congress has been like, hey, you know how you have to comply to that stuff? in the UK, uh, do it here too. <laughs> it's funny because that's exactly how it is. Like, you know, we should just copy what they're doing. That's basically <laughs> what it's been. And it's like, uh, a week. But hey, that's fine. And of course, this is all about the children. Mind of course. You. This is all about the children. So, that's... That. <sighs> I'm not even sure how I feel about this. Like, it feels like a step forward, but it kind of feels like a tiny step. Oh, it's a baby step for sure. Uh, I feel like for some reason, they're really scared to, like, really crack down a lot of this, like, shady stuff happening in the game industry for some reason. I don't know what they got on them, but it's very weird. Lobbying. Like, who's up there lobbying for, like, them not to do anything? Well, you sure know how much exists. money they get out of that's true. Uh, out of this stuff? That's true. GTA five is still alive because of microtransactions and yeah. things. But if we're talking strictly loot boxes, look no further than EA and Ubisoft. Oh god, those two companies. Yeah. And honestly, I'm at the point where it's like if it's for the children, fine, because everybody benefits from it. Yeah, because children are most vulnerable to like loot boxes. Right. And you know, I, I guess I guess no one wants to talk about the adults that get caught up in this stuff. But you know what? Fight for the children, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fight for children. That's because people don't think about people the most vulnerable to these type of practices anyway. Like, people who have impulse like, control issues or just mental health issues, only thing of the sort that would make them impaired to, like, knowing that this is wrong. And then kids definitely don't have any other type of, like, controls, too. So it's like, okay, these people are definitely going to be who we target for these things in the first place. They can make the most money off of them. And we've seen how kids will just drain bank accounts. Man, just keep pressing the buy button. Just purchase, keep pressing it. Purchase, purchase, <laughs> over purchase. and over again. Give me. 
my players. And we know that these like loot boxes are like rigged to not get to the thing you want to. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to compulsively buying something, not getting what you want. You're going to keep pressing it until you get it. I think that the best move that they've been able to get these people to do is what is that? Make make it so you can see the odds of getting loot boxes. That kind of helps. Only kind of though. Yeah, because I mean, how that, that could be easily rigged too. Yeah, that, it, you can just patch it to change it and stuff like that. Oh man, this is what I was looking for. There is a twenty-four page document oh, that God. Congress sent to these publishers. The one that you can see publicly is for Mister Robert Kotick. Ugh, public enemy number one. Ugh. And God, it's basically them asking about what they're doing about loot boxes. What are they doing to comply with the UK? Um, insisting that they go ahead and make it so that, oh, I'm sorry, this is not 24 pages. This is to a bunch of other developers. Let's see. Uh, Chappick? Robert Chappick? Uh-huh. Oh, that's Disney. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Tim Sweeney? You know, that's epic. Yeah. Saya Nadella? That's Microsoft. Uh-huh. John Hank? Neantic? Oh, I'm not even... I'm not even trying that one, but <laughs> Nintendo. Okay. Nicolo Laurent of Riot Games. Oh, they definitely need it. David Bisco. Bes- oh, nope. Um, Roblox. <laughs> oh, Roblox is such a huge. I didn't know Roblox was so big with kids. Oh, oh bro. I was not privy. I don't. I don't have a lot of like kids around me, so I don't know what they're playing. Let's see. Michael Linden of uh, Sony. Max Rangel of Spin Master. Don't know what that is. Strauss Zelnick of Take-Two Interactive. Sarah Sarnoff of Warner Brothers. And, yeah, those are the letters that were sent out. All 12. Okay. So, yeah, those are the people that have been reached out to to say, hey, loot box is bad. What are you going to do about it? So, they're just asking what they're going to do. Like, like they want to make the regulations similar to gambling. Yes. Okay. Uh, they, uh, the UK passed some legislation. They're basically saying, hey, follow that. Okay. It, it's more like, a, hey, could you do that as opposed to, hey, do that. Uh, okay. So it's, they're just asking. They're not like telling they have to do it. Right. It's more so like it would be cool if you did. Right. It's a strong suggestion. Oh, I don't like that either. I feel like they're trying to lean on them and, you know, try not to make too many acts. Yeah. Because these are still powerful people. Very powerful. The fact they can, like, bypass paying taxes we'll talk about tax evasion Ugh. the fact that activision uses a tax haven that's basically a closet out in some other country <laughs> so, they, so we pay them to not pay taxes it's such trash but hey that's capitalism yeah in a nutshell oh, oh by the way fuck that division <laughs> of course always and forever what we, got, what we got next? Speaking of a company it, that just knows exploitation, Amazon. Oh, God. And their, quote, draconian developer policies. What? What even so, is that? So, oh, I'll, I'll explain their policies in a moment. So, Amazon is not great at releasing games, but they are great at being some of the worst policies in the gaming industry. That's crazy. So, Here's how it works to be a developer at Amazon. Okay. Um, during your free time, you are not to make video games. What? Yeah, you are only to make video games during work time. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> now, mind you, most companies make that a standard, which, uh, but hey, whatever. That's not where it gets bad. Where it gets bad is if you make a game that is, you know, that that is your creation, uh-huh. you have to give Amazon royalties, like royalty-free, like, permission to you you don't have to give them your game but you have to give them the ability to make a copy of your game that isn't your game what to avoid paying royalties that's what if you make a game you only are able to make it with people who work at amazon and people and like stuff that they have at amazon what uh-huh okay now that- mind you this all came out and it forced amazon to actually have to pull back onto the bit. Like, all right, all right, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not like that. I'm sure. And they had to change those policies. But let's talk about these policies for a moment. Okay. I can understand not wanting to make games um, during, like, your downtime. Because I, I think that's what you would call anti-competition. I guess so. Something like that. Somewhere in that realm. But to make it so that if I make a game, I have to give you the ability to make a copy of it so you don't give me royalties for distribution. So you got to give them the source code and all that stuff? Basically. Oh, wow. Like, you got to, like, any game you make, that's theirs. If you're an Amazon employee. So. And you can only make it in Amazon facilities with Amazon equipment and with other Amazon developers. So you can't have your... Oh, wow. So if you got a friend over at EA, God forbid, um, <laughs> you can't make your game with them because they don't work at Amazon. That's crazy. It becomes their property? Uh-huh. I don't like that. Well, thankfully, they, like I said, they did change them. But what was troubling is that when the discourse was happening, there were people making it sound like these kind of policies were normal. Uh, yeah. The apologist... There's a lot of people out there who always apologize for things being crappy. And they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Or oh, that's usual. That's just, you know, usual business. And that's the thing. You hear something like this and you think it's normal? You think it's normal for a company to take your work and be like, yeah, you can't distribute this now. And it's now ours. And we won't, we pay, won't you pay you royalties. What? Y'all think that's normal? Y'all think that's okay? Yeah, that's the that's the shocking part. Yes, this is just another case on why we uh, need to talk unionization. Yes. Because the more stuff that comes out with these companies, the more it's like, bruh, can y'all not? Please? That would be great. And it's Amazon. Meanwhile, while people are getting their games stolen, they have to deal with their (laughs) CEO over here trying to race the space for no good reason. Why do we need a Jeff Bezos in space? Unless he's not coming back. In which case, <laughs> fine. Y'all want to launch him to space and y'all have like a, a major malfunction. I won't say anything. <laughs> I won't complain. I won't be like, no, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> you won't hear me cry about that. But hey, that's just me. Maybe you all like Jeff Bezos and his bald head and his normal clothing and his exploitation of workers that is so bad that they can't go pee in the warehouse. Maybe that's what, what? you they all They debunked like. that on that commercial that they produced. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm also sure that the nameless Twitter accounts that come in and say that they're glad to work at Amazon were equally as convincing. Yes. 
Yes. Who <laughs> God, that's uh I wish I would make a game for months and be like, This is my magnum opus. Right? And some some douchebag manager comes through and goes, uh yoink. That yeah, belongs to me yeah. Now. This this is ours now. It's it gonna a- be on Nintendo Switch for twenty nine ninety nine. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> oh, and you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Stupid. <laughs> I don't like any of this at all. Yeah, we're gonna pass this to Jeff Bezos so he can play it in space. Stupid. <laughs> you can't work nowhere. Talk like that. You not you should never be management. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm better than the, what what they're actually going through. But talking like that, I mean, they probably deal with people like what what's off office space. Stop. I'm sure I'm or I'm dating myself by mentioning office space. That's fine. You probably a little are just a little bit. To people who don't know, that's a pretty great movie. Go watch that movie. I it's like every other week there's something really bad happening in the game industry, and it's like it but makes me hey, they change. It. They're better now. It just feels like I was very naive ten years ago. Yep. Like, oh, it's just fun and games, and people are just making games and having fun. You know, they're work making games. You know, and... we got little quirky stories here and there, but, but you know, everybody's but having now, fun. But now, and I was like, oh god, this is this is the industry I was really trying to like be in. Like, I don't think I made the right. I think I was saved. Now, mind you, dear listener. <laughs> We're not trying to make you feel bad about liking video games. Unless, no, unless it's Activision Blizzard. In yeah, which case, stop point. giving them money. Yeah, please stop. And Ubisoft, because you know we've talked about them too. Yep. But I really think it's important for people to understand how the sausage is made. You know what? I want to make a whole video about that. I was thinking about doing that a while ago. Because I mean, nobody ever wants to talk about that. The human cost of video games. Whew, that needs to be its own show by itself. You know what? That may be something we do. Because this that. this is an important topic that deserves its own discussion and nuance. Yes. And right. I don't want to shoehorn it into a video like this where we're joking around and all the ha ha ha. Because that's real serious shit. Yeah, that's real people's lives involved. Like, yeah, that's funny as you mentioned. I had a whole thought about doing a video about that. Like the morality of buying games. And even I was at a point naive to think, well, if I just buy from the indie industry, it's fine. That's not true either. Yeah. You can buy many an indie scandal. Yeah. This is an industry issue, and I think industry that we wide. need to sit down and talk about how the sausage is made. Yeah, we should have an episode just that. But hey, for right now, we're going to just dunk on Amazon for being oh, a course. bunch of assholes. I mean, that's always that's the fun part. But, uh, <sighs> what do we got next? Or is this our, is our last story? Yeah, this is we... our last one. All right. And this one's an interest. This isn't a story so much as it is an interesting topic that Michael brought to my attention. I stumbled upon it. You want to you wanna tell the people? Sure. So we were, talk- we were talking about the stories we're going to cover today. We were talking about, I was like, you know what? We should talk about that whole Halo stuff. And then we started watching, um, was it Spawn Wave? Yeah, shout yeah. out to Spawn Wave. You're talking about the whole you know, debacle with the new Halo Infinite and how they're going to like pretty much have a roadmap for the game and they're going to patch stuff in at certain points for like, you know, different content they're going to put in the game. And one part of the whole like video he was talking about that stuck out to me was that they were blaming COVID as a big reason why this game's having such a, you know, very tumultuous like life, like um, development cycle. 
And then something clicked in my brain was like, it's taking them very, very, very long to come out this game because of COVID. And I thought about it. I'm like, maybe it's because they're remote now. And when you're remote, you can't force people to work extra hours now. So now, you know, crunch isn't a thing. They can't use that to make people work 16 hour or like 18 hour days anymore. They have to work regular eight hour days. I'm like, maybe that's the reason why games take such a long time. Because now this, the industry is finally normalized again to have regular work hours. Just imagine that, right? We have one of the worst things to happen to the world. And one of the side effects is that people have to work at home. And it has solved one of the biggest issues plaguing gaming today. Yes. And for the uninitiated, for what, who think, bleh, for what crunch is... Crunch is basically as Michael described, people working 16-hour days and having no breaks. It's basically extreme overwork. Yes. And it's not everybody in the company. This is just people with the development team. This isn't your CEOs or your main people or your directors. Oh, no, no, this is all ground home. floor stuff. This is people like the artists and the coders and all those people. And you would think that people are like, oh, man, they must get paid so well. No, Tough. some of these hours aren't even paid They're for. getting paid pennies. <laughs> They're because it's like, oh, you should just love the fact you're making a game. You should be loving the passion. You know, the passion. Yeah, except passion don't pay rent. Nope, not at all. I wish, man, the landlord comes through and says, all right, I need your rent. (laughs) Um, I don't have money. (laughs) But boy, oh boy, is my heart full of passion. (laughs) I got so much of it. Would you like some of that for my rent? Hey, just write on the check. Passion. (laughs) Not cashing. <laughs> oh, just write that right, right there. You keep the change, buddy. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, uh, but, but that's now a driving force for people working all these crazy hours. Yeah, and we've talked about it a lot, especially with uh, what was it, Anthem? Yep, where they had to work that Bioware magic, which is just you know abuse. <laughs> Which is just crunch. Yep. Which is people having to go through therapy. Mm-hmm. Some of them had um, military grade levels of stress. Yep. Stress casualties. That's the term I was looking yes. for. Yes. There were stress casualties making a video game. Uh huh. That didn't even turn out good. That was the worst part about it. Imagine going through all that trouble to make a game that nobody liked, really. Because. Uh, Please tell us if you were an Anthem fan. And when I say fan, I mean someone who will clock in. I'm, I'm sorry, log in <laughs> and play Anthem in. for hours. I'm talking like you drop Destiny or something to play oh, wow. Anthem. I want to know if you if you all exist. I don't want to say that you all don't, but prove me wrong. I want to see the Anthem fans come out the woodwork. They exist. They're somewhere out there. What? Where? I mean, if you're out there, let us know. You'd have to be in a place with no video games for me to believe <laughs> that the first thing you picked up was Anthem and said, this is the one. This is it. I'm sure you picked it up at like five below or something Not five and decided below. that you were just going to go ahead and just boot it up and this is your game. But it is an interesting point to say that now they're at home. What are you going to do? What are you going to coerce them with? What? You're going to make them go home? They're already there. And just imagine they get stressed out. They can just walk away from the computer. 
get themselves a nice cup of tea, maybe have a nice biscotti, watch some Judge Judy. Don't watch <laughs> Judge Judy. And just have a nice old time away from the computer. Get a nice little 15 in there. And so now I'm, they're just like, man, we can't force them to work harder because we don't have the, the corporate whip at their back. Nope. We don't have the over, we don't have the um, bandwidth or the ways to like actually monitor their every waking move all day long like we used to do. You went to the bathroom? Oh, God. Why are you going to the bathroom? <laughs> you lunch break? You get 15 minutes. <laughs> you want actual food? How dare you? <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like most companies have, like, you know, a standard of practice when it comes to, like, labor laws and stuff. I don't know how the game industry has, you know, sidestepped that stuff somehow, but they have. And I want to think it's time to have, too, for that, those overtime hours. I would... I. I don't know. That's I a great question. If they're paid, oh, they don't. If they're if their salary, which I'm pretty sure a lot of them are salary. Oh, they don't that's get, right. They don't get paid over salary. Yeah, if your salary, you just get paid for whatever you get paid. Yep, until the job's done, it's pretty much how it works. Which is probably terrible if you're a game developer because you're working like 16, 17 hours, not getting extra money. You're tired. Your boss telling you you need some more of that Bioware magic. <laughs> but hey, now what are they gonna do? Email you to death. Yep. <laughs> you don't just hit you up on Slack or Teams. Yo, not, <laughs> not Teams. Yep. Shout out to Teams because that gave me PTSD now. Like working on Teams for like, almost a year now that I'm doing my current job. Oh, I hate it. I hate Teams. I like it and I hate it at the same time. I've seen how what Teams can do to a man. Yes. Ugh. Teams can break a man. Ugh. But the fact that now games taking like so remember back in the day games took a long time to come out mm-hmm. like eons and then all of a sudden games started coming out a lot more rapidly yes after a certain point i guess though i think we feel like call of duty kind of like when that like that year, call of duty assassin's creed those yearly games start coming out and now like like cycles have been less and less and now we're getting back to the old school like 90s like development cycles for games take a long time to come out yeah because who knows when Halo Infinite is going to be out in its entirety. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a while. But now we're in an era where they can't just push stuff back again and again. Yeah. Because uh, huh, you got to please those shareholders. Man, those guys. It's almost as if this way of just making game after game is, say it with me now, unsustainable. What? There's nothing but upward mobility and upward growth in the game industry. What are you talking about? Well, um, the when evidence it, points to nah. Cardi said when it's up, when it's up, when it's up, then it's stuck. Yeah, and they're stuck right now. <laughs> because Halo Infinite <laughs> is stuck in, de- in development. Because people actually like not working like 12, 13 hour days. And we're like, uh, I'm going to give it a good seven hours today and I'm going to go about my business. Yep. <laughs> working weekends. Huh? Please. They're going to flip their little switch to offline. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am not available. See me later. It's bad that we didn't take a whole pandemic for, like, just on a whole, like, level of American, like, worker labor's, like, system and culture has changed drastically. Like, all around. Like, we're now seeing the probably the most healthiest ever when it comes to labor. People are actually able to have a life now. And it's crazy that all they had to do was follow a model that already exists. It's rare, but it exists. Mm-hmm. If uh, we all shall recall the makers of Hades. 
Ah, yes. Hades is probably one of the most ethically made video games. Yes. Because they have forced vacations. Which is good. And no crunch. That's good. And the game's phenomenal. Oh, God, it's so good. It's on all consoles now. It's gotten plenty of rewards. Probably going to make a whole lot of money. I'm really resisting the urge to say it. (laughs) You need a t-shirt. I told you. You you know what I want to say. What, play Hades? You said it, not me. (laughs) You said it, not me. You heard it from Michael. Yes, play Hades. Thank you. But trying not to say it at every turn. (laughs) I even chose Cuphead for this one. Yeah, it's good. You got to rotate your uh, indies. You're right. Got to get the good ones in there, man. There's so many out there. There hopefully, really are. Hopefully, there are more, uh, more and more ethically made games. Hopefully so, because as you can see, you can make great games ethically. Yes, you can. But the fact that we have this thing called capitalism is the big problem, because there's always this idea that they have to continuously make more money next year than they did the previous year. In order to do that, they keep coming up with more and more content and finding other ways to exploit people. Not just the people who make the game, but people who actually buy it too. So, but yeah, I just think that now we're finally seeing like people have normal work days in the game industry, probably for the first time ever in like probably decades. And honestly, I think what's going to happen is one of two things. Games are going to come out half baked because people didn't work as hard, which I don't blame them. I blame these unrealistic uh, time frames. I blame management always for stuff oh, like this. Always. Or you're going to have the Halo Infinite problem where they kind of keep pushing things back. Because what they're pushing back here is co-op campaign and the Forge. Yep. And people love Forge. I mean, it's a really good system. Like, it allows it, you to, like, create your own, like, maps and stuff, your own game types. That's fun. That is pretty fun. And y'all aren't going to have it. Nah, not launch. Nope. Sorry, guys. Unfortunate. Because it's going to be co-op, too. That makes it a lot harder to do for all that stuff to be done right. But, I mean, if it means games are made ethically, I'll take longer cycles. Same. Like, I don't want people having to, like, have to deal with, like, workplace abuse and stuff to get a freaking game out. Games aren't worth that much. It's not. Games are There's not. no game that good. Nah, not none of them. I hope Falcon makes their game ethically. Well, right. Well, I don't think we've heard anything bad about them. No, the worst thing that ever happened with Falcom is some stuff happened with um Nissan. Amer- no, with um with XC not giving people credit. That was more on them than uh, Falcom. Yeah, they had nothing to do with that. That was XC being trash, like not crediting people who worked at the company when they actually made the game. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Ugh. No. Oh, no, 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 no. The policy was that if you leave the company before the game is finished, you don't get your name on the. Yeah, on the that's work. still trash, though. I'm, oh, that's still trash. I just you know. Like, they helped make the game. They mm-hmm. helped with the translation. But now, are you gone? <laughs> well, I guess, guess you give it a receipt, fam. But, uh, but yeah, this is like the idea that you have to spend, like, your entire, like, you have to devote all of your life to making games and, like, not getting anything for it. Because people who work these extra hours, there's no incentive. There's no bonuses for them. They don't get just extra threats. money. They just get the same paycheck. Just threats. Coercion. Pl- oh, plenty of that. Abuse. Mental stress. And for what? A mediocre video game? Yeah. Like, no. Like, these people need to have regular lives. It's a job. Just let them have weekends off. Let them live their lives. Once they're 
clock is up, it's up. Yeah. Not no, oh, wow, we need to finish this deadline for this day. Well, you know, really good if, you know, you stay a little longer and finish this coding stuff, you know. I mean, you love this game, don't you? You want to stick and see, right? I think you should, you know, stay a couple hours and just finish it up, you know, before the weekend hits. You know, be a shame if we had to bring in somebody else to finish right? your work. Like, yeah, it would be kind of sucky if we did that. Like, why would we? I mean, you're right here already. You already have it up. So your computer, just you know, finish it up before the night's over. You know, it's like six hours more work to do. Right, you got it. Lock up when you leave. Exactly. Ugh. I hope that's the case. I yeah. hope that's what's happening. I wish the best for those developers because they deserve the best, man. They do. They put the blood, sweat, and tears to these games and get the least amount out of it. Capitalism right now is at a pivotal turn. Yes. It is at a critical juncture, and I hope that the game industry will be a part of it and begin to change. I mean, it has to at some point. Like you said, it's not sustainable. And we're at the point where people are leaving their jobs and saying, let somebody else do it. Yep. People are doing it in droves in all industries, honestly. It's it's the balls in your court game industry. And they have the money, too. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. They ain't broke. They think they're broken these. They have the money. They're going to have less money for them to spend. They don't want that. They want no money. They don't want anything coming to their funds to go buy some stupid yacht or some townhouse. These people are making millions upon millions. millions. And that's just their salary. We ain't talking bonuses. Right? And then they, they have the audacity to cut people from their jobs, too, after they make all that money. They over here getting bonuses like stars from Mario Kart. <laughs> it's like, oh, we had a, we had a record-breaking year. All right, let's cut some people. 144 workers. Got to go. So after all that time and effort you put into making this game, all the extra hours you spend, you get cut too? Like, up, oh, you don't have a job anymore. Goodbye. That's the crazy thing. You go through all this crunch and stress and you don't even have job security. Right? That's the worst part. Ugh. Just, just, ugh. But yeah, how the sausage is made is kind of a thing I want to talk about at length at some point. I am down for that. Because I think it's such a really important conversation right now, more than ever, it's the time to talk about this type of thing. I agree. <sighs> that's all i have for that um discussion do you have anything to sign off about i do <laughs> what you got <laughs> so you're not the first person i told about uh rune factory 4 uh-huh i told uh, a couple of other friends about it and they were just kind of like why don't you play a real game oh god we're back at this juncture oh god we, we're back there we're what back two, here what 2003 we're back in the dirt. We're 2004 again? Where, where I have to have this discussion of real games. Oh, God. I thought we were way past oh, that. Oh, no. Michael, so long as that, as long as there is a hobby, there are people to gatekeep it. Ah, yes. And so, I ask, real game? Like what? <laughs> what was that response? Fortnite! Ooh. That Ooh. was the first one that came out uh. with. And I promise you i felt like i was zeroing in on the jugular so i could poke it as hard (laughs) as i could for even suggesting that i would taint my fingertips (laughs) with fortnite not taint (laughs) and they just kept on like oh you could play call of duty you could play but they they even suggested league of legends oh that's a fun one look (laughs) here's the deal right I have never subscribed to this idea of real games. All right. If you are playing it, it is a game. 
Yeah, there are games that are of lesser quality than others, like gotcha games. Most of them can rot. I agree, and I sometimes get cut, caught and sucked into some gotcha games. Hey, I have been too. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Mobile games like um, Candy Crush and Angry Birds, those are games whether you like them or not. Yeah. Hey, don't play Candy Crush. That's a part of King, and King's a part of that. Ant- right, uh, don't, don't play Wizard. that. Don't play you, that. You know we're not with Play something else. Right There's plenty of other Candy Crush There's, there's out so there. many other. You can play. Any- play Homescapes. Yeah, please. I mean, ugh, but play Homescapes. But there's plenty of other there's Candy Crush so games. There's so many other games. Now, nobody ever wants to talk about what a real game is. What qualifies as a game? Well, depending on who you ask, um, it could range from a different, like a lot of different responses. Like, I know sports games are usually not considered real games all the times. Um, FPS is sometimes to get the bad of not being real games too. Really? Yes. Uh, it just depends on who you ask. You ask like a person. Okay, someone from my like general like vicinity of gaming would consider like FPS, sports games, and car games not to be real games. All right, time out. Whoa. We're not going to talk about racing games being bad. I mean, I, I, don't, I, love, I love racing games, so I'm right. never going to be like, that's not a real game. I don't even think sports games are not a real game. It's just stuff I don't play. Now, I'll argue that they're more slot machine than game, but there is still a True. game there. <laughs> I, I never want to talk about whether or not something is a game. I will rather talk about the quality of the game yes. presented, which I think is what we should all be trying to go towards. Not, that's not a real game. Not to mention, this is as much of a game as any other game. It's a what? game. Why? Because it has farming. <laughs> yes. Farming? Yes. That's it. Imagine having the criteria of, Oh, if this game has farming or crafting or cooking or things I do in real life, that's not a game. What? I'm sorry. You fight nightmare horses in your in your real life? <laughs> not nightmare horses. Do you fight uh, butterfly creatures or orcs or elves and stuff? Do people love you in real life? All right, that last one was a little harsh, <laughs> but I meant it. I think that people have gotten to a point where Okay, I don't want to blame millennials, but we are like the caretakers of the game industry. If we want to make it like be clear about it, like I we mean, are wrong. the generation that pretty much cultivated this culture of you know gaming and nerd stuff. So unfortunately, we got created this whole game, but we learned this stuff from Gen X. The Gen X are the main like gatekeepers of everything. They they're the ones that started that gatekeep stuff. So we learned that from them, and we just attached that to gaming culture and all this other stuff nerdy. So now we're at a place where. You know, everyone's trying to fight to feel like their their corner of this community is like theirs or something like that. Like, oh well, I'm a real gamer, not like you over there playing Fortnite. Oh God, <laughs> the hardcore gamers. Yes, the hard the play gamers. Dark Souls. Oh God, that's a whole other tier of elitism. So here we go. Here's the elitism tiers: people who play from software like games. Yes, they're at the top because they go through the trouble of playing hard games yes. on purpose. And you know what? If you all want to make masochism a personality <laughs> trait, the more power to you. But it's not. And you look stupid. So then, let's see. Let's say Nintendo fans. Yes. Nintendo fans come after that. Yes, yes. Uh, we play fun games over here. Okay? <laughs> all of our games are fun. They are fundamentally fun. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you don't know what fun is. You don't play Mario. <laughs> All right, when have you ever done anything fun in your life? 
not fun. We have Metroid over here. Not fun. I mean, okay. you're not wrong. All we right. have Pokemon, too. Right. We have Pokemon. We have different flavors of Pokemon. <laughs> what do you do? How dare you question Daddy Nintendo? <laughs> you absolute idiots. <laughs> then you got to think about the tier below them. That's the... um. The Xbox slash Sony. Ah, crowd. yes, those people. The, the unwashed. Yeah, <laughs> the unwashed. The unwashed. <laughs> uh, the people who go back and forth of Sony versus Xbox. Yeah, you know what? They're so annoying. I'm ashamed to say that I used to be in that. Tier. We both were there. We were there. We were, we were both over here like Xbox. Who would dare touch an Xbox? Look at us now. What <laughs> batteries and <laughs> <Am> my controller? <laughs> More likely than you think. Yeah. I mean, you just buy a battery pack. I mean, it's real simple. Just It know. really is simple. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> but yeah, they're like another level of like, did you play Last wow. of Us? Time out. Oh, The Last of Us. This they're... is an art piece. This, is this art isn't piece? a game. <laughs> this belongs in a museum. Oh, God. Have you played? Did you understand The Last of Us? Oh, God. They're so annoying. Did you play God of War? Oh. Did you understand the intricacies of Kratos becoming a father. Oh my God! There Did a... you soak in the meaning? Did you play? What? Well, what is that? Uh, bu- 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 why can I think of it? Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh God, those two. Did There's... you understand the meaning of her name being Alloy? <laughs> Uh, this is a dull version of Zelda. Did, did, hey, <laughs> did you did you understand the meaning of this being a mechanical world and her name is Alloy, like a metal? <laughs> I hate it. I but hate Michael, it. But Michael, we forgot it here. We did. Personal computer. Oh my God! They're the top top. What am I forgetting? How they're, did they're we above skip them from Sephiroth people? They oh, by a mile. <laughs> They they don't come, they descend yes. to talk to us Low filthy yes. casuals yes we don't play games we're okay? the true casuals we are the we we are all the unwashed to yes them. they come they descend from the heavens with their <laughs> silken cloaks to remind us that if our games aren't a hundred and twenty nine <laughs> gigabytes we are playing filth because we don't have two hundred frames we don't have. 4K, 8K, 16K resolution. <laughs> 16K. Okay. What does that even look like? Um, you would know if you were a PC gamer. Okay. Oh, God. We have computers that cost as much as a mortgage. You're <laughs> not wrong. Okay. You all are peasants. God, I forgot about the PC Fools. master race. They're at the very, very top. Like, they... They know everything. You drooling sycophants. Like, have you been on Steam? Fools. <laughs> you all pay for online. Right? Uh, <laughs> I only paid a dollar <laughs> to my... play the games you pay 64. I bought a hundred games for just $10. They have like a <laughs> hollow screen of all their games just to mock you with them. Oh, Look God. at all these games. You ask them, how many have you finished? Not the point. <laughs> Not the point. Okay. Dude, that is too real. I may have that 60. Too real. I have all of these games. <laughs> yeah, but you have like 62,000 hours in Warframe. What else are you playing? That's not the point. The point is I uh, have it. The point is I paid 99 cents to have 72 <laughs> games. Okay. 
You fools. Ugh. How did I forget the PC people? How did we both? Oh, man. They are the most obnoxious, the most gatekeeping, mm-hmm. the most, like, ludicrous. They're also the most babyish and the most, like, whiny. And the most, like, I'm open coming out for a PC. Oh, we woo Oh, because of a PC. This PC part is terrible. Dude. And they knock over their rig. <laughs> Dude. You know how many bad PC ports there are? <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? They'll just come back with, well. We are able to fix our ports. Right? Like, we have because monitors. Because we, we can mod them on our personal <laughs> computers. I hate you. I hate you. You personal computers. <sighs> All right. I don't know where I was going with this. We went I, so I, don't even, I don't even think I meant to get to the PC people. Um, Point is, people shouldn't gatekeep. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're getting back to. Like, seriously, it's gaming. It's game. Okay. It's all gaming. It's video games. Shut up. I agree. Right. Shut up. You're not. This 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 doesn't change the world that much. All right. No. Nope. I'm sure people can like walk away from a game and feel like my whole worldview is different now. I think Ellie was right. Oh God, not that debate. Yeah, all that, that crap. Not I don't that care. Again. Okay, you're gonna think about it for like a month or two. You're gonna walk away from it, and the only time you're gonna think about it is when you see a Reddit post like, "What was a game that touched you?" And then that's when you're gonna come through with the whole, Last of Us, a whole article worth of words you're gonna put down on that tiny piece of like text box. The Last of Us really touched my heart. It made me the man I am today. God, and it really didn't. You're still an asshole, <laughs> right? Nothing about you's changed. If you learned anything, you would be a better person. Right? After you're this. not going to work thinking to yourself. What would Ellie do in this nope. situation? Nope. You are still doing the same stupid right, you're still stuff an asshole. <laughs> that you did yesterday. All right. I think that's enough. I'm 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 feeling the rage leave my veins. That's good. Um my only sound off is probably what I've said before. I'm gonna just say it again. Tales of Arise is not like I feel like people are making this game to be like the end all be off of the series. Like this game doesn't work, then they're gonna just fail. It's gonna be end of it. That's not it. That's not it. Y'all need to calm down. First of all, second of all, I don't know what world you guys have been in playing Tales games, but some people have these weird expectations about this game, like what it should be. And like they've been trying new stuff every game, just about. Like every game in the engine in the series has been pretty different from the previous one mm-hmm. on purpose. It's almost as if they don't want to be locked down to one style. Like they're trying new stuff because they always try new stuff after a while. So I don't know. I just seen a lot of weird posts and stuff. People were complaining about the game like heavily, like, oh, it's too flashy. I'm like, what have you been playing? Every telegram has been flashy. That's the whole point. It's crazy. It's a spectacle. Now, I think what they mean to say is that this game is it looks better than ever. Oh god, yes. And maybe I don't know, maybe they're distracted by all the particle effects or something. Who knows? Maybe. But I mean every tail game has been crazy. they have these big gigantic spells and like screen filling like animations and stuff and like And just ridiculous attacks. Right? Like I don't know who like where have you been? Like where else are you gonna see a person flip a coin? Beat the shit out of you, oh, and then catch the coin. So good. Uh, That's uh, that stuff is cool. It's so cool. Uh, Basaria, or turn into a monster creature thing with your claw hand. Ah, yes, and just like suck the soul out of you. Ah, uh, velvet. People hate velvet. I don't care. 
for some reason, and I don't get it, because she's an incredible character. She's amazing. Like, I, I guess what they want is one of those flat um characters that, like, only follow justice. Yeah, they want that. And, no, give me some complexity. Give me some depth. Give me some inner conflict. Shout out to Christina V again. I will continue to shout her name out. One of the best voice performances ever for a video game in general. Like, moral complexity makes a character great. I yes. Think. Because that just means they have to overcome. Now, Velvet just didn't overcome it. She was mad from start to finish. I mean, but she had but, a reason. I mean, she had a real good reason. Right. I, yeah, I would never take that from her. Like, but we did get to see her be more human. Yeah. We we saw a lot of humanity from her throughout the, the game. And I think that's great. Now, if she was just like, grr, murder, grr, the entire game, that's boring. Or she was like, I'm all about justice and nothing but justice. Also boring. Very boring. The Plessy is good. I think this game's going to be amazing. I'm I'm already excited about the demo was great. It looks incredible. It's a step forward for them. They've always been saying the games look all the same. Mm-hmm. The last couple of games, now they finally do a whole new art style. Like, oh, it's it's too much. It's too over the top. It's this, it's that. And it's like, it's like, dude, relax, please. Let us enjoy this. I'm excited. So that's my sound off. I can't wait for this game to come out and play it and love it and not have to review it too because I kind of want to just have a game like this to just like just play like with everybody else because it's kind of lonely. Like I remember when I was reviewing um Trails of Cold Steel Four. It was kind of lonely because I'm like I'm playing this game, having all these experiences, and emotions. And I can't talk to nobody about it really. <laughs> Whereas this, I would play with everybody else at the same time. We and then by the time it. they all are experiencing, you've experienced yeah, it. It's my- like now you can't talk to nobody because you feel like you're gonna spoil something. Exactly. So now everybody's in the same place with me, so I can always we can all enjoy it together. So yeah, pick up Tales of Arise when it comes out. All right, that's my sound off. All right, and with that, we will go ahead and wrap up this show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, follow us on our respective Twitters, and go ahead and give us a listen and a follow on your your streaming media of choice: Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. I don't think there is one that we're not on. Yeah, we're on everything, everything you can we're, think of. We're, we're on there. Everything. And check out the website. Yes. You know, check out all our nicely written articles. Yes. And uh, look forward to Michael's review. It's coming soon. And you know what? That's that. We'll see you guys later. Whole Foods Market knows that wellness doesn't look the same for everyone. For some people, it's shopping for fresh produce and organic ingredients to cook with. For others, wellness looks like stocking up on chef-prepared meals ahead of a busy week. It's supplements. It's taking some me time with a new hydrating face mask or a well-deserved bath bomb soak in the tub. Whatever wellness looks like to you, you can find it at Whole Foods Market. And that includes guidance. Ask a team member and they'll do their best to point you in the right direction. Be healthy, be happy, be whole at Whole Foods Market.